Hello and welcome back to Epiphanies by Lango. This is episode two with Bob. He doesn't need an introduction. Let's jump ahead on episode two. Taking that in mind, I want to kick off the first um, question for you around this is what can companies do to minimize uh, the when? Minimize the chances of when um, is what, I, uh, what advice would you have for companies? Well, you know, what really is exacerbating the uh, threats these days is the pandemic, because now we have a distributed workforce, which is fine with everyone working from home. And that's what we've got to do now to keep everybody safe. But that really provides more challenges for those corporations. 80% of all passwords, according to the research, are not strong enough. So just doing some of the very basic things are critical for companies. The there are several things that uh, go into uh, cybersecurity vulnerability, uh, artificial intelligence. The hackers are using artificial intelligence and machine learning. There's a whole series of things uh, that make companies vulnerable. But maybe the biggest thing, and it's because it's the least predictable thing, is the human element. And that is when employees or people that are working for that public agency or, or private firm uh, do something that you know, invites that hacker in. Uh, for example, we know, according to research, that 5% of any employee population will always click on an email link. It's, it's too tempting or, or they make it look too appealing. And with artificial intelligence, the hackers can make it look very genuine. And so training of the employee population is really key these days. Uh, I think also partnering with a good IT provider that takes this uh, cybersecurity serious and build security in from the ground up because you can buy products and services uh, that simply bolt on security as an after fact. If you're a really savvy uh, company and you're looking out for your uh, corporate security, your IT security, you partner with a firm and you buy the hardware and software from firms that really take security serious and they uh, build it in uh, from the ground up. And then making sure that you've got the ability to rapidly detect uh, a breach once it happens because there's a an hour or two, I call it the golden hour, that you've got to detect that hacker before that hacker goes laterally, that bad actor, and creates uh, untold devastation by coming into your network and then getting into other uh, networks or servers and getting other copies of uh, backup copies of the data and deleting those. So you've got to be able to rapidly uh, have the capability to detect those and then isolate them or recover to a good unknown uh, state. So there really are a lot of things that uh, corporations need to and can do to help prevent in this uh, era of escalating cybersecurity threats. Thank you for that, uh, Bob. And I'm here when I was reading the SolarWinds um, case study, it seemed like the intruder was in the environment for many months probably because they weren't able to detect to your point saying if you're able to detect early enough and you said the golden hour um, that's probably most crucial once the breach happens what i found interesting uh, bob and i'd like you to elaborate that a little more is i expected a army veteran and a technologist to say, hey, you gotta have AI ML, you gotta have this technology, you gotta do whatever. While you said it, you place a lot of emphasis on security policy. You place a lot of emphasis on uh, the on employees and users and behavior. 
could you speak a little more of um, of of that piece because most people don't focus on that. Yeah, I think you're right. They they uh, leave that piece out. Uh, what some companies will do, and and especially maybe small and medium businesses or mid market businesses, is create what they believe is a impenetrable firewall, and that really is difficult to do these days. It's really tough to make it uh, so that you cannot get through the firewall because you do have employees that invite the hackers in unknowingly because they uh, click on those links that, that look so tempting and appealing. So it's the training of those employees that really uh, is critical and key. You've got to have a really holistic approach to it. And in some cases, a cybersecurity assessment is very helpful up front where you look at things uh, with social media and how the employees are using social media and what their email management is and uh, how we can filter out some of the uh, suspicious emails. There's a lot of things that can be done, but it's part of this overall security strategy that uh, companies need to have. Uh, employees and, and personnel working you know, are under a lot of pressure these days. Everyone uh, has a lot of things that, uh, that they have to do, a lot of things on their plate. And so when an email comes through that looks like it's from their chief financial officer, for example, and says, we need to release payment for this vendor, it looks very innocuous and you would be tempted to uh, click on that. And that is one way uh, that the, the hackers get in uh, quite easily. The passwords, employees typically are not uh, required to change their, their passwords or have strong passwords, and that really needs uh, to change too, because that's probably one of the biggest ways that uh, bad actors can get in is just by hacking in through a password or leaving IT equipment that's non-encrypted. Uh, encryption is really key. I have talked to some small businesses that don't want to encrypt their data because they're afraid of how to manage the encryption keys. And if they'll lose those keys, maybe they lose access to the data. So what we're in is an environment these days where just operating an IT environment is not enough or just managing a company it's not enough. You've got to manage and train the employees. That's the most vulnerable asset. And frankly, the most important asset of any uh, company is the human element there and making sure that they're uh, uh, aware of and have some cybersecurity acumen uh, that they might not normally have. Uh, salespeople need to be trained. They're out there on the edge all the time. We, At the very moment, here's, here's how it seems to be a perfect storm. At the very moment when we have an escalating cybersecurity threat, with nation states getting involved. We also have this drive to go to the edge and with all these edge devices, they're out there in vulnerable areas. And then on top of all of that, we've got the pandemic happening where everybody's working from their home. And so everyone's out and distributed on the edge. Uh, now we have edge devices uh, that are operating factories and, and healthcare centers uh, and all that type of thing. And those all need to be very secure, although they're out there probably the most exposed when we used to be in an environment where everything was safe and secure inside the data center, perhaps was a little bit easy to keep secure and to manage it. Now we need zero latency by getting all that quick access to data out there on the edge. And to do that, we've got to make sure the paramount concern is making sure all of that information and data is very secure. So it does take a new approach uh, and it takes a cognizant effort to watch what's happening, not only in the environment, uh, but also doing and, and adjusting to the new threats and trends, but also doing some of the very common things that need to be done and should be done, should have been done over the many, uh, many years in the past. For example, updating uh, your firmware and updating uh, software. There are updates all the time to firmware and keeping it updated is, is the right thing to do. You mentioned 
how hackers can get in and and rummage around inside the uh, IT infrastructure and not be recognized. That's because uh, there haven't in the past been a lot of ways to monitor the firmware uh, in a typical IT data center server, for example. And there are some over 4 million lines of firmware code that are operating that server. But that's before even the operating system or any of the other software applications take over and start to run. So if a hacker can get into that firmware code, they can uh, potentially stay there for a long period of time because there's not typically a scan tool or an antivirus tool that you would think of that operates and, and, and watches what's going on inside the firmware. So that is an area for what I call a Trojan horse opportunity where a hacker can come in, uh, get invited and get into the firmware and, and then stay there for a long period of time and then break forth in you know 30 or 90 days and open all the passwords or something like that. So it's a very scary environment and people that are not part of a security team or not operating in what we call a SOC or security operations center don't always see this. It might be actually quite frightening as if uh, most employees of a company uh, saw what kind of threats and vulnerabilities and attacks that they're having uh, on a regular basis. Thank you, Bob. Much appreciate your time um, and uh, your wisdom that you've shared. I'm sure I, I walk away feeling a little more uh, erudite than I was when I walked in. I hope our listeners and watchers do that too. And I'll encourage our watch, uh, listeners to reach out to you if they want to just talk to you about um, security at their workplace. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for um, tuning in as always. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the session with uh, Bob and you will create a much better uh, workplace for all of us. Thank you and bye-bye.